Danny Filth has traveled the world spreading the gothic black metal gospel of his iconic group Cradle of Filth, and they've been touring extensively throughout the last year and a half in support of their latest album, Crypto Rihanna, The Seductiveness of Decay. It's their best album in a decade. Danny has devout followers across the globe who bequeath him with unique gifts, from homemade dolls to large animal skulls, and he loves to collect toys, paintings, and antiques. For episode 5 of Side Jams, we met backstage prior to Cradle's show in Huntington, New York on Long Island a few weeks ago. We spoke about our mutual love of collecting, the joys and the pitfalls, as well as the many fascinating things he has amassed throughout his life. He also revealed how he was quietly outbid by a major Britpop figure for a hideous piece of pop art in a British antique store. So let's dive right in. There's our latest episode of Side Jams backstage at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York, with that black metal shrieker, horror fiend, and very naughty boy, Danny Filth. Greetings, hello. How's your husband? It, it's Huntington. I thought it was Huntington. My Instagram post is wrong. Oh, that's all right. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> but I know that, you know, we talk about people's uh, sort of side interest, outside interests, and you, you're mentioning that you're, you're a big toy collector. And actually, I think I was with you. We went into a Tower Records, and this was like... That was yonks ago, literally. That was, that was literally like 15, 20 years ago. I think it was that, after Midian time. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been like 2000. Well, I bumped into you guys. We went in there, and the guy was so happy. He like gave you his employee discount immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that's... what you bought that day, though. <laughs> Well, I, oh, come on, I can't remember what I bought that day either. Um, what, what is the stuff that you generally like to buy? Things that you like to collect? Well, the thing is, I um, I kind of subscribe to this big bad toy store. It's a, an American like toy collector's okay. mail order company. Okay. They have everything, absolutely everything. And uh kind of got addicted to it. So I've got like a, a loft full of um, boxes that haven't even been opened or looked at. Like, really? Literally haven't been looked at. Because I just got into this thing of collecting uh, Living Dead Doubles for a while. Yeah. I and then, that. that's why I have never started on the pop head thing. You know, the vinyl oh, the pop Funko head. Pops, yeah. No, never. I like, I've bought some, so I've got about 10. But <laughs> I've opened them immediately, <laughs> just so they don't become collectible. Because I don't want to get into that, oh, I'm starting to collect. Because they, they, they literally go on forever. You know, I've seen... Oh, no the kidding. Golden Girls. I've seen the Fonz as a pop head. You know, there's <laughs> everything you can think of. It's ridiculous. You know, like Battle Armor Garfield. You know, the most yeah. irrelevant um, pop head you can imagine. And they're growing. You know, there's millions of them. So Living Dead Dolls, I fell into that trap. And so I was collecting series and had a lot of old ones. And then I would like, on this site, you can pool all your orders. They call it a pile of loot. Yeah. So... You, it will email you when a new series is about to come out and you go well that's not coming out to October so I order the whole lot collector's editions Yeah, and then they keep piling up and then like after six months they'll say right and they'll ship them all to you at once Yeah. so that keeps going on and it keeps rolling on it's been rolling on for years and henceforth why I don't display them anymore they just end up in the attic so I've got an <laughs> enormous collection it's like fucking almost 300 I think 300? how big is your attic? <clears throat> Well, not that. Well, yeah, not huge, but I mean, <laughs> there are any like boxes like this, you know. Um, and then anything like statues. Or I'd like a, the other day I ordered a, a Hellraiser statue that was like a, an interpretation of Pinhead as a woman. So it's like the Hell Priestess, it was called, and she's like balancing on a the lament configuration, and there's like blood, and I think it's got lights in it, and if it's super cool. Oh, wow. um, but again, I probably regret that. Come. <laughs> come November when it gets delivered and I have to pay enormous import duty taxes on the thing 
Um, yeah, so I just sort of cherry pick if I see things and go, oh my god, that's to die for. You know, it's tough. I'm a big comic book collector. I, I did a lot of the toy thing for a while. I worked for Toy Fair magazine for a while. And, and then after a while, it's like I'm running out of room. People have gotten me a lot of Godzilla stuff over the years. Mm. So I have, I have a big Godzilla fan, so I got a lot of Godzilla stuff. But after a while, the problem is even with comic books, you start getting the long boxes and you get another long box. And all of a sudden, your storage room's got all this stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, and, and anybody I've ever dated looks at me like, why do you have all this stuff? You know? And part of it is, is the business. But then part of it, too, is I think as a collector, you just. You start reaching out for things like, oh, i got to have that. Well, that's it. I mean, oh, you mentioned about Godzilla, actually. I've got this really, really cool, um, one of my favourite things, because it, it just inhabits close to my... Really favourite things get closer and closer to where your workspace. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've got, like, this plush Megalon. 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 And he's fucking awesome. I mean, he's really cool. You know, he's really detailed, but he's plush. He's about this big. It's... That's like a couple of feet there. A couple of feet tall. So, yeah. Collecting's become kind of the bane of my existence. And... Like, my house is my own now. I won't go into that. But, you know, right. I, I don't cool. live with anybody now. I live okay. on my own. So oh, okay. I took a look around and I thought, you know, although I've now got the ability to just act like a child full time, <laughs> I want to try and ped. I don't really want to be, you know, because where do you start? Like, DVDs out my ears, CDs out my ears, toys out my ears, antiques out my ears, pictures out my ears. Just so much stuff that... I was thinking, you know, I'd love a, rather like to trim the fat, and uh, it's a hard uh, thing to do. When it's you get it, you impossible get it to do, yeah, because I still like online. I see some, you know, rare DVDs, reissues, or whatever, or films that yeah. just you don't find everywhere. And I just go, yeah, I've got to have that. That's great. But I'm kind of giving up on the collections now, like just filling the space for the sake of it. How many, how many toys do you think you have at this point? Oh, God knows. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, you go on tour and people buy your stuff as well. Yeah. What do you mean, Which you, is, oh, I'm not being ungrateful, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Do you, do you buy stuff for yourself beyond what the fans give you? Trying not to. I've got my girlfriend coming out. Uh, she's flying out in about a week. Okay. Um, so I'm saving money to, to entertain her. But yeah, yeah, I do. If I see something really cool, I buy it. I think the toy industry now is really geared towards adults like us who are nostalgic. I don't, yeah, know if yeah. many, I don't know if as many millennials are buying them as Gen X. They're like, yeah, you know. You mentioned antiques also. It's like, what kind of antiques do you collect? Like, what, do you, what, do you, what do you go and look for? Unusual stuff, basically. Usually uh, late 19th century, kind of colonial, British okay. colonial. Well, and Victorian too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I live in a Victorian house and uh, just odd things. My father spent a lot of time in the north of Africa and then parts of my family lived in Tanzania for a while and um, uh-huh. God where's the other place uh, Salon but Sri Lanka now yeah and so got lots of uh, cool masks and you know tribal stuff as well wow so uh, well, every time I go back to India I sort of pick up tribal things how often do you go to India? well I used to go more often because my mum had a house out there for a while in Goa I went earlier this year because I wanted to get my teeth fixed and it was cheaper than doing it in Britain. It was very eye-opening. I mean, the Victorian thing makes sense since a lot of your music has that romantic Victorian. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. the lyrics have that vibe to it. Frame things like butterflies and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, there's a museum out here uh, in the North Shore of Long Island. Um, it's the Vanderbilt. It was, it was a mansion. It was the Vanderbilt family had it. And they, they were really rich. Then 
personal income tax started to appear in the early 20th century and suddenly a lot of their wealth just disappeared and went out the window. But the guy collected like fish and animals from around the world. So, I mean, for, for animal lovers, like I mean, that's taxidermy, the best Taxidermy, you mean? Yeah, a lot yeah, of taxidermy. Yeah. I, I, I just found a, a store near mine and it's like world famous. I was like, why did I never know about this place? Yeah. And it's like a museum slash shop mail order and Andy puts on displays. And I was like, wow. I haven't actually been yet though because when I say it's near me, it's like, 50 miles away <laughs> close <laughs> enough close enough yeah I mean when I go on trips it's like I, if I go to England then I go to Forbidden Planet and I go to other stores and I gotta find like cool comics or toys but after a while I've really started to pare it down because it does become an addiction like toys yeah. I've really mo- mostly stopped I stopped that years ago once in a while I get something cool yeah yeah I'm tr- that's what I'm trying to do and I'm, and I'm giving some to like my cousin's kid you know he probably likes that he likes a lot of the Marvel stuff and, and sometimes people send you somebody sent me a jar box of Transformers stuff from the last movie I was like you know what you know, he can go and play with it. But in, as far as antiques, how much how much of the stuff have you inherited and how much have you bought? I inherited quite a bit, but I bought more, definitely. I got weird things like, uh, well, I bought a life-size Dalek, you know, from Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah, black one. It's great. Um, like from, what, it's, from what year was it Was it made? It was the David Tennant years. It, was okay. a, it, it like, appeared uh, in 90... Uh, no, sorry, not 97. I'm talking about 2007. It appeared in 2006 in Doctor Who, and I was like, oh my God, I love this, got to get one. So I ordered one from the BBC. It wasn't cheap. It yeah. speaks as well, but at the moment yeah. um, it doesn't because uh, the speaker's kind of fallen down inside it. And contrary to belief, you can't actually get in yeah. inside them, which is a shame. And a couple of fake mummies, like big wooden mummies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just weird and wonderful things like that. Paintings by people that I like. And what painters do you collect? Um, just local if I see something cool you know that I really like or prints from people I like or prints from art galleries that I know I can possibly afford the actual real painting from you know it gets expensive oh fuck yeah um, yeah like I say uh, insects as well as well as tribal masks insects like weird beasts from uh, Malaysia and stuff like that, you know? So now how, how are you going to lay it out in your house? Are the different rooms with different themes, different things? Almost, yeah. Yeah, like this one room that's very Egyptian kind of themed, but then it's it's just grown into a collection again, like uh, uh, fake animal heads as well, and taxidermy. Right, right. So yeah, it, it's a bit like a Victorian museum. Interesting. It's getting more and more like a Victorian museum. I wish I had a bigger place. I have like a one bedroom and I, and I need to find a way. I want to get into a bigger space or if my girlfriend and I move in together, I don't know. Like we, I need to find a place to sort of have a, a better display for some of the stuff. And it is hard. I want to start partying with it. The comic books are sort of a little easier, but even then, like I'm a big fan of all those DC, 70s DC horror comics. To like, like every Blue Devil. Do you know Blue Devil? Oh, from the 80s. Yeah. They, 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 yeah you like yeah. that one? I just, yeah, well, it, I remember was just that one. One, it was just one that I managed to pick up all the time. When I went on holiday for some weird reason, it was always stocked in England. In England, well, yeah. you had a lot of stuff that went. I mean, like I loved House of Mystery, House of Secrets, Unexpected, all that stuff. And I mean, you, you can collect. I mean, nowadays you can collect these sort of hardcover and softcover editions of fifties, you know, the pre-code yeah, censored yeah, yeah. Com- comics that were censored. But it gets to a point where I feel like, yeah, there's, cer- there's certainly a theme. Is there? So if you have different rooms, different with ideas. Is there is there is there a way you want to organize it, a way to deal with it that, that people, other see- people can learn from? No, <laughs> the, the thing is, I don't have enough people. I have friends around my house and family, but not a huge amount. I definitely don't have parties. I've got too much stuff. I don't want fucked. That that's exactly why I don't have parties on my place. Yeah, but when it's like uh, it's like my CD collection, I've got so many CDs that they're now moving out of where you displayed them or keep them 
and they're not alphabetical they're just in my order which is chaos to anybody else yeah because if you buy a new cd and you've got to like then move everyone along one <laughs> you know it's like, no, it's not that. i know where they are yeah no. it's a controlled chaos well, I have an alphabetical system, but then sometimes I put a compilation with the name rather than on various artists. Oh, God, no, that's getting anal. I just have to because I don't want to have like an, a giant various artist section, probably because the Vs are in a tricky space to reach, so I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll put it over here. So as far as other, other antiques, are, are there any like real like Victorian antiques, something that you really treasure, like going way back? Well, I've got a really cool tribal mask that's made out of some... It's extremely heavy, and I, I remember the day my grandfather gave it to me I'd always loved it as a kid it, it, it came from Tanzania it's like 200 years old yeah weighs an absolute ton it's only about this big and then my grandma's uh, she gave me her cabinet like a big gla- like Victorian cabinet Ready but it's glass. very intricate yeah it's got glass window it sounds awful but it's actually quite nice and uh, we had a fortuitous flood in our house oh no the old house or the new house no in this house and uh, luckily it was in one of the back rooms which is lower down so it didn't seep into anywhere else but it also meant that I could get all the whether it was damaged or not I got all the furniture in that room (laughs) repolished so it was kind of restored which was cool that's really tricky yeah that's the one thing I actually had a bunch of old Star Wars cards and old baseball and football cards and we had a flood in my my, house I grew up in it was only three inches of water but it was just enough to warp like half of them I'm like ugh you gotta be kidding me because now they're now they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I go into a store in LA and it's like a stack like an inch high is worth like thirty. I don't know if people still pay that money worth thirty bucks. I mean, you can go to if you're smart. I, I've learned if you go to um, flea markets, either a local flea market or one of those flea markets in a mall, you'll actually find cool stuff. I mean, I'm in a couple of horror comic groups on Facebook, and someone's like, "Oh, I bought all these things today." I'm like, "How much did you possibly spend on that?" And I realize that some of these things are only paying like ten bucks, four or five bucks. Yeah. That's what some of these people do. Yeah, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks. They don't really know what the value is. Sometimes you're getting ripped off, but a lot of times you get a really good steal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I love. Um, so obviously, do you think where do you think the collecting thing stemmed from for you? I mean, it sounds like you've had a family that's traveled and been around. Do you think it's partly that curiosity, or is it just something you did as a kid? I guess so. Yeah, it started with uh, with albums. Well, toys and then albums, and and never let. Perhaps I just don't let anything go long enough perhaps it's some kind of uh, I need someone to psychoanalyze this whole situation uh, I get yeah, well, you would you get sentimental because like you attach like okay I bought this CD when I was going through this I got this statue right when I was going through this horrible breakup or when this awesome relationship started but I also like being surrounded by nice things do you know what I mean and that's yeah. that's a part of it as well so then what are the nicest things that you have well I guess it's things that people have bought me as well like gifts well not particularly expensive but for example like people have made me dolls of myself but really meticulous ones in glass cabinets and uh, wow uh, not like life size obviously um, <laughs> that'd be kind of creepy <laughs> well it would be creepy wouldn't it but things like um, I've got a lot of taxidermy from people and skulls like there's this girl every time I play Russia always brings me a skull and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and the last time we went to Russia she got me this great big like I don't even know what it is like something from the Russian steppes right right weird horned cow thing it was there was no way we were getting it back so we were standing outside the uh, the airport in Moscow no word of lie like trying to snap because the horns are huge and I just was like I'm going to keep those horns they look great 
mounted on the wall. Yeah. But we were outside, like, literally loads of us just trying to snap these horns off this skull and then they were smashing it we put it under the oh wow put it under the uh, the wheels of uh, the taxi we were in and everything and it didn't work eventually eventually we managed to break it we were getting some very very weird looks that's like heresy at the same time because obviously it's yeah, very, well, it's, it's very it, well made clearly because you it took you a long time to break it well it was just <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it, well it's an animal it's a real animal you know what I mean so yeah oh. Yeah. The horns just don't fall off when they walk along. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. What's the coolest gift a fan has given you that you really treasure? I had uh, a jacket made for me. That's in fact, uh, I wear it on stage. I brought it with me because I was like, "This is so cool." Um, this crocodile made out of crocodile skin. It's like a Cenobite costume. Wow! But it's made out of it's either crocodile or alligator. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, as and it was perfectly fitting as well, which was even creepier. Like perfectly fitting. Um, yeah, I would say that probably was. Yeah. Would you have any advice for people if they're shopping for like paintings or antiques, or even even some of the collectible things that we like? Do is there any any strategy you use when you're walking into a gallery or an antique store or a regular store? To no, 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 no. I see. I I think if you find something you like, you have to you know sort of override the emotions of and the guilt. <laughs> because it's a good story um, I don't know who the, the artist was I can't remember actually because it's so long ago but I once went into like a thrift antique shop you call them thrift stores or whatever I don't know yeah. um, in a small village and I only went there because they had a dialect outside and it was like a really old one I was like well how cool and went in there and they had this painting on the wall and it was like nine squares but arranged like a cube so wow. three across three down so nine separate paintings and they were all of Hitler Oh God. But it was done in the style of pop art, like Andy Warhol, like wow. it's Marilyn Monroe. But so they're really bright colours, and each one had like one part his moustache would be raised up in wood, or his hair in another, and it was all joined together by a massive barbed wire Star of David, wow. and it was massive. And I was like, that's hideous, but I love it. I didn't have any money. I didn't have my wallet on me because I'd just gone for a, a drive in the countryside. Yeah. Or I didn't. I don't know why I didn't have my wallet on me. I didn't have enough money on, on me to pay for this thing, and it wasn't very much money. It was like three hundred and fifty pounds, you know, like four hundred dollars. And so I got the guy. I said, "Look, I'm going to be driving past here next week, same time next week. Can you just keep it for me?" He said, "Yeah, no problem. Come back a week later. It's gone." Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? You said just save it for me. He said, I, I, sorry, I was given an offer I couldn't refuse. You can take, I'll give you a discount on anything else. I didn't want anything else, you know. Damon Albarn, Albarn oh, from, from Gorillas, you know, Blur, right, yeah. etc., had been in there. And it'd been a, like this guy was stupidly famous. And he gave the guy £3,000 for it on the spot. Yeah. So. How do you think people would have felt seeing that in your house? I wouldn't have had it in my house. It was powerful stuff, but I mean, it's something I wouldn't have put up in the house because it's just not my style for a start. The only thing that's repugnant in my house that I particularly don't like is um, a John Wayne Gacy original. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's of like uh, Universal 4, like The Wolfman, Dracula, The Mummy, and the Frankenstein. Yeah. And then it's linked together in the middle by Jason Voorhees' masks sitting on, and it's got some real blood in it. And it's terrible. It's awful. I've had it since, uh, <laughs> okay. I had it since 1999. I bought it. It's worth a lot of money, but 
Yeah, and I keep it in my office, but it's it's not a pleasant thing to look at. If you if you knew someone was alive, like a serial killer was alive, and the money was going to go to them, would you then buy? Would you still buy the work? No, no. This was this. I bought it from from someone in London who I went into his shop for the very reason because he sold weird toys from like the eighties yeah. and that and. And I got friends with him and he was like, did you want to see something really cool? And he had like a load of serial killer stuff, like letters from, he just collected them. But he really wanted to sell this painting. Interesting. He had some money. Do you remember you got a photo of Douglas Fairbanks Sr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend is um, his grandson. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his grandson. So I actually went to New York because he was kind of ostracized from the family. There was a lot of, you know, stuff right. that I don't really know about. But he hadn't right. met the widow of okay. Doug, Doug, not senior, but junior. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to reconcile and they met up. And I went along with him, actually, because he was a bit nervous. But he met up um, with her in an apartment they owned on Central Park. Okay. And right next to the apartment was an apartment owned by, oh, now I forget, so tired, I forget his name. Um, Another actor? From Titanic. Leo yeah. DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And they never used this apartment. It was just like one of their many, you know, riches. And it was just full of antique books. They had like Goeth and everything in there, you know, like it was astonishing. He's actually started a, a, a trust now with his family. Is there anything you're looking for? That... A Zulu shield, like an original Zulu shield. Really? I am, but every time I found one, it's always been tiny or a replica. I would like a big full one. I've got a couple of Maasai spears. Yeah. But I just want to... Just for the the fact my house is very sort of... Um, like I say, like a Victorian museum. So I want to put that on the wall. But I've got this great painting as well that I've got to have mounted that someone did of me. And it's a bit pop art, but I love it. It's like me and all my stage kit, but it's all like right. purples and blues. And yeah. the guy gave it to someone to give it to someone else who gave it to Lindsay to give it to me and he didn't even sort of make sure it was given it must have taken him a year it's literally wow. if you unfurl it it's as big as this room wow um, but I've got to make get someone to make a big frame for it to put it on the wall it's incredible you ever think, you ever think you, if you had enough stuff you'd open up your own museum of curiosities and all the things you've just yeah had? yeah I guess so yeah I suppose so if you could make, keep it so that no one touches I love that yeah like I mean I bought that book about Del Toro and his house yeah which is fantastic. I mean, that's the kind of thing you want. Here's, here's, a, so here's an embarrassing story. So I was in Berlin. It was 2006, and they had this big Egyptian art exhibit at this museum. I was with my ex-girlfriend, and she's, she went up and just, like, touched one of the tablets. She's like, go ahead. I'm like, no, this is really not a good idea. The minute I do it, then the security guard comes over, and it's just like, no, 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 you can't do that. I was like, oh, they're going to throw me out. They didn't, but it was just like, she's like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, how many people do you think have touched this already? Like, how long is it going to last? Yeah, Which exactly. is funny, because I was watching a movie the other day, and they actually had... I think it's um, that, that remake of uh, The Time Machine in 99 with... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, um, Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, yes. Yeah. That's and, right, and, yeah. and it's like they have these old stone signs from New York. And I'm like, if this is like hundreds of thousands of years in the future, they would pretty much be... It would, it would be almost... Yeah, yeah. It would be gone. Clean. clean. Like, it was really funny that they kept them in that good shape, despite all of the changes in the environment and everything. Oh, we just found them somewhere. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Is there anything that you, are there any particular things that you have to take care of? Are there any things you have to put in cases to make sure that they're kept safe and don't deteriorate? Or do you have to light things in a certain way? Like, like Yeah, yeah. Well, some old, some, you know, box toys, like keep, like even in my office, I really have the curtains open right. until it sort of gets dusk. Yeah. So they don't fade. 
um, yeah, just things like old comic books and, and prints and stuff like that. You know, the, the usual stuff that's paper-based. Like the little prism form for that serial killer painting, for example. Yeah. Like, put that in plastic, because obviously that's going to deteriorate. But, yeah, I'm not that much of a Nazi about stuff, you know what I mean? I just I just draw a line at my sister's children. <laughs> <laughs> you can't touch the... <laughs> no, just don't come in the house, because they're little thugs. Yeah, that's I, I worry about that. It, comic, the thing is, comic books now don't really aren't going to deteriorate the same way because they're all they're all glossy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's why older comic books are worth more money because the glossy ones stay in better shape, and unless they're rare, it's not hard to find one in good shape. Yeah, it's harder to find like a seventies, sixties, fifties, and back that's in incredible shape. Yeah, yeah. And some of that stuff just isn't available at all. They have the price guide, but you clearly can't find it. So I finally, I guess, as far as any advice towards. If people are going to start collecting something, would you would you offer any advice in terms of how you would go about it, and so your collection doesn't become insanely big and you are drowning in a sea of stuff? But that, that's a bit ridiculous. Trying to get uh, a collector to shy away from collecting. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, everybody would like to. I, I, personally, my, my, I'd like to collect sports cars, but you know, it's but not because you have to draw the line anywhere. It's just we can't afford a sport. <laughs> collect sports cars. <laughs> exactly. I guess ultimately, what does collecting all this stuff mean to you? What is the? There's some sort of thing in our minds that we, we you know, we have to have certain things. And... Yeah, I don't know. If you if you t- self psychoanalyze it, it's probably down to I don't know, some kind of you know something that's bad for you, something that's haunting you from your past or something. Do you know? And it's got to yeah. be something. It couldn't possibly be the fact that you just really like stuff, which is basically what I think it is. I really like stuff. That wraps up another episode of Side Jams. Please join me for the next installment, which will be coming soon. The theme songs used for this episode are by the band Fox and the Law, and I licensed them from AudioSocket. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.